Hello friends, welcome to February and welcome to transfer deadline day, baby. That's right, window slams shut at 11pm this evening. Mark Heath Stewart Watson here to preview what feels like, Stu, a big day for Ipswich Town in terms of their promotion chasing chances this season. Yes, it does. Ipswich Town remarkably find themselves second in the championship table up against some of the strongest promotion contenders in recent years and three teams that have come down from the Premier League. Leicester, top, obviously. Southampton and Leeds, hot on their heels as well. Will they get a chance like this again? No, we did not expect them to be here, but here they are. And can they seize the moment? Already people are looking back to January 2015, when Mick McCarthy's men were flying high in the championship, didn't do anything outrageous that that uh, January transfer window. Obviously, different times financially un- under Marcus Evans, and and they slipped to sixth, and the opportunity went. Um, so there is a feeling that Ipswich need to strengthen from a position of strength, and that desire, that need, sorry, mm-hmm. to strengthen has been heightened by the loss of talismanic striker George Hurst who's more than just the goals it's the assists it's the work rate it's everything else isn't it so um one striker through the door last week in Ali Alhamidi from AFC Wimbledon big ask for him to step up two divisions and, and be the main man over these remaining 18 games they need an experienced striker and they've got until 11 p.m to get one yeah, you could probably hear their Stu's phone vibrating on his desk. That's probably going to be a constant theme. It's deadline day. That's what happens. Watson has got his ear to the ground. He's got all sorts of sources giving him messages, etc. cetera, uh, notifications on his phone. So apologies, friends, but it is deadline day as to the atmosphere. Right, and Stu, you've already said three already in the door, but we know the, the striker is hopefully ahead of us. Um, we've had some movement this morning. Three names have been solidly linked. Um, you did a bit this morning talking about uh, what might happen today and we've had some activity already so let's do who who is definitely not going to be in terms of striker shall we and that it definitely isn't going to be Jessica Gankam um which sounded quite an exciting ambitious sort of potential move german striker bundesliga gets the old juices flowing doesn't it but he's not going to be coming to portman road Stu. it's fun to say that isn't it Jessica Gankam Gankam um it's not going to be him, no, and that was always an ambitious loan inquiry. I think Ipswich just put in a no more than that, just uh, is he available and what, what would it cost? But he was a player that um, was struggling for game time at Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany towards the top end of the Bundesliga table. Luton in the Premier League were linked to him, uh, Royal Antwerp in the Belgian top flight, a few others, but he's gone to Mainz. In, uh, in the Bundesliga, a team down at the the other end of the table battling relegation. Um, so we can scratch that one off the list fairly early this morning. OK, so things are happening. Things are happening also with Bolasandovic G with another name that's been heavily linked, actually, in terms of striker. We know that um, Town have had bids lodged for this guy. Sam Gallagher of Blackburn. Um, what's the latest there? Still dead, as I understand it. We reported that yesterday. It's uh, There was a time where it looked like it was edging towards that deal getting done. Um, from my understanding, Ipswich had put in multiple bids for him. Six foot, four inch front man. You might have seen him uh, in the FA Cup have a very good game against Wrexham on Monday night. Goal and assist um, has some sort of uh, George Hurst qualities in terms of being tall and quite mobile as well and someone who can kind of facilitate space for those in behind. So you could see why Kieran McKenna liked him. Um, 
it felt like they were edging towards a deal. Blackburn are a club that need to, or at one stage, needed to raise some funds. Ipswich needed a striker. I felt that they would meet in the middle at some stage. Um, them se- selling Wharton for big money to Crystal Palace, I think, changed the picture a little bit. Not, not so much of a need to, to bring in money from a Blackburn end. I think Blackburn's terrible run of form and, and um, dropping down the table like a stone also added to them being a little bit nervy to let uh, a main man go. Um, and so in the end, they they pulled the plug on the deal. So I think Ipswich were prepared to to meet the, the asking price for him, 28-year-old, who's not been overly prolific for his career. But as we know, the, the striker isn't it isn't all about goals in the Ipswich system. But um, yeah, that deal looked dead yesterday from my understanding. And it looks even more dead now because uh, according to reports, Duncan Maguire, an American striker who was set to to move to Blackburn from Orlando City, that deal has, has collapsed, um, according to reports. So um, if they weren't going to let Gallagher go yesterday, they're certainly not going to let him go now. Mm, OK, so, so movement this morning, two strikers linked, not happening, which leaves us with one main name left, Stu, and it's a big name, figuratively and literally, big Kiefer Moore, formerly of this parish, is he now looking like the, the top target today? I think so. And he, he he's probably been top or near the top of the targets list for a long time. Um, mm. But they've had to keep other plates spinning throughout because it's never been clear and it's still not clear whether he'll be available. Um, Bournemouth, I think, of there was, there was noise from their manager to say, you know, we won't stand in his way if he if he wants to go and get games. The the European Championships are coming up in the summer, and he he wants to be playing football regularly ahead of of that with Wales. Um, but I think all clubs are mindful, as we've seen with Ipswich, that one or two injuries and suddenly you you can you can look a bit bare there. So they've left it left it late to see what their situation is. There's still talk about Tottenham coming in for Dominic Solanke for big money, which which could change the picture at Bournemouth, but. Mm. Ange Postacoglu yesterday was saying that it's unlikely that that they're going to be doing anything. So hopefully that calms that situation down. And then the latest update this morning um, from uh, a BBC reporter is that um, Bournemouth are hopeful of signing Enes Unal, a Getafe and Turkey striker. And if they get that deal done, then that will free up Kiefer Moore to leave and Ipswich are cited as the destination of choice there. Um, there are several clubs in for him. Seem to be half the championship as we mm. entered the window. That seems to have whittled down as time's gone on. Um, Ipswich, Sunderland, Cardiff seem to be the three names that have, have lasted the course there. Sunderland need a striker. Uh, Cardiff need a couple. They signed Famara, uh, can never pronounce his surname, Diadal, the old Bristol City striker. Uh, and Senegal, they signed him on loan yesterday, but they still want another. So that doesn't rule them out of the key for more race. I think Cardiff, being a former club of Moors, would, would tug at the, the heartstrings a little bit, being a Welsh boy. But Ipswich financially, hopefully, should have the, the muscle to kind of get, get to the head of the queue with this one. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's trending towards key for more quietly at the moment, but a lot can happen on transfer deadline day. As soon as we get off this call, I'll be working the phones to get the absolute latest on that. And um, wouldn't it be funny if uh, if all roads lead back to Kiefer Moore, someone who spent a year at Ipswich Town, a handful of substitute appearances, 
fair to say he didn't do a lot during that time if he ends up sort of riding back on his on his white charger to uh to boost it which is promotion push that would be uh quite the story who would have ever thought it's you when he left that in a future deadline day we'd be talking excitedly about him being the main target to bring back uh, i've already actually on that on that topic i've already had a, a message from a sunderland supporting friend suggesting that he should go to Sunderland over town. It's the right choice. So we shall see. Um, so those are, the, those are the main striker names we've had linked, Stu. But clearly, Mark Ashton and co are very good now at keeping their cards close to their chest and working on things in the background. So although those are the names being linked, something could come completely out of left field, couldn't it? That's that's the kind of way that Ashton works. Yeah, it could do. They've been very good at, at keeping things quiet over over a period of time. I think the higher you get... It was easier to do in League One, but mm. when you're at the top end of the championship, uh, there's a few more people uh, looking into transfers um, around championship level, top end championship level. So I think they found it a little bit harder to to keep things in in house this time. But um, yeah, I'm sure there is there is some other things quietly bubbling in the background in, in case things change. But I think it's important to note that this has been a very very dry transfer window I think less money has been spent by Premier League clubs this month than they did in the middle of the behind closed doors COVID season um, when money wasn't coming in through the turnstiles and things like that so from my understanding it's because of what's happening with points deductions Everton Mm. points deduction there are charges slash investigations hanging over the likes of Man City Chelsea Nottingham Forest at the moment and I think previously in the championship clubs would would risk it and and think well well let's just get up and then we'll take a little slap on the wrist and the, and the fine will be kind of um pocket change compared mm. to what you actually get from the boost in broadcast revenue etc so i think that's put few people off and obviously if premier league clubs aren't spending then the money doesn't filter down and you don't get that domino effect either so um it has been difficult i know people will say mark ashton said to us month before the window we've got financial firepower and we kept our powder dry back back in the summer to to give us a chance here in January but it's not been easy and I think Kieran McKenna has been pretty open and articulate in in um you know working within their limits and and they're still hopeful that within those limits they can they can get the players that will that will make the difference Hmm. okay so striker definitely number one target in terms of other potential arrivals though Stu um, we've been talking about Marvin Johnson at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, left-sided player can play full-back and wing. Um, it's not out of the question that, that Tam will look to add somewhere else on the pitch as well, isn't it? I guess that's kind of dependent perhaps on what happens with, with young Brandon Williams and whether or not he stays back at Manchester United currently on loan there. Yeah, I would imagine full-back, primarily left-back, is, is the only other position that we'll see mm. a player come in today. But that is... Um, a position that the club's a bit more relaxed on, as opposed to striker, which is a obviously is a is an, a must. Um, left back is obviously someone to come in and and back up Leif Davis, who's got mm. that spot nailed down. But beyond him, because of Brandon Williams' situation and because of Janoy Danassian being injured, we've got young Cameron Humphreys, a midfielder by trade, sort of back backing up at left back at the moment. So if they could get someone in to um, just sit behind Leif Davis. Um, that would allow Cameron Humphreys to go out on loan. And I think at the age of 20 now, he's in a position where he's, he's, it's time for him to go and get some some regular game time. Marvin Johnson is one that they've 
they've made bids for. Um, but he's 33 years of age and Ipswich weren't prepared to to pay anything significant for him. Um, I think Sheffield Wednesday wanted more than they were prepared to pay. Um, and he started and played the full 90 minutes for them last night in a nil-nil home draw with Watford, which suggests um, that that's not going anywhere today. You wouldn't have thought um, mm. that would have happened, but we'll see on that one. Okay. So that's incoming, which obviously is the, the sexy stuff. How about departures, Stu? You, you've, you've hinted there. Obviously, we talked about Brandon Williams perhaps staying back at Man United. Cameron Humphreys potentially going out on loan, depending on what happens with that kind of chain. Uh, I guess others would be El- Elkin Baggett. And we've also talked about Idris El Mazzouni, who's out on loan at Leighton Orient as well, haven't we? So do you want to just do a quick roundup of potential movements outwards? Yeah, Idris El Mazzouni is someone I did a story on um, several weeks ago with having... A lot of League One clubs, high-end League One clubs, made bids for him. Um, my understanding is that's not going to happen today. I think Barnsley, in the end, were the ones pushing hardest for him. But um, uh, that's that situation's kind of gone cold now. And I think all parties have, have decided it's um, it's best to kind of assess their options in the summer. I think it's been made clear to sort of Idris that the trajectory that the club is on now, that the pathway is, is not there for him. Um, so he's sort of assessing what his next best move is. He's obviously in his second loan spell at Leighton Orient, so he'll he'll see that out um, this season and and then see see what happens with interest for him. So I don't anticipate that happening before 11 p.m. tonight. Um, we mentioned Cameron Humphreys, Elkin Baggett just back from the Asian Cup. Uh, Indonesia got knocked out at the weekend. He seemed, I think. He'd probably go out on loan. He's mm. got four centre-halves ahead of him in the pecking order once Burgess comes back as well. So, um, obviously spent last season out on loan in, in uh, League 2 and then League 1. So, maybe a, a League 1 loan spell for him. Um, it's a one-in-one-out situation with the 25-man squad, but that's not really an issue for Ipswich because they could deregister Lee Evans who's not due to be back until the very back end of the season if they wanted to free up a spot. If they need to get a fullback in, it will be because Brandon Williams' loan from Manchester United is, is cut short. We still don't know the latest on that, but he's he's been back at Manchester United for medical assessment for quite some period of time now. So the way that Kieran McKenna spoke about it last time um, made it sound like it's less and less likely that he'll be, he'll be coming back. So that would free up a spot as well. Um, so I think that's about it. I don't think there'll be any kind of major sales today. Certainly, there's no chance that someone like a Leaf Davis or a major sellable asset will, will be out the door. Um, Ipswich don't need to do that and they don't want to do that. Um, and yeah, I don't think, I think they'll keep around sort of the any sort of the fringy players just to, to act as, as um, a bit of strength in depth. Mm. How are you feeling, Stu? An 18-hour workday stretches ahead. It's a long old day. How is it for you, a transfer deadline day? We've heard, had a little insight there into what it's like to be on deadline day. Your phone going off constantly. Obviously, you've got to be all over everything, which is even harder and more difficult now with, with so much social media out there. What's it, what's it like for you? Oh, it's, it's good. It's better than uh, these deadline days, you know, for the best part of a decade. It was always... Mm. We went into these knowing that nothing really was going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to get something to uh, to get the teeth into. We'll try and sort the fact from the fiction, as always. Um, so, yeah, as soon as I'm off this call, we'll find out what we can on Big Kiefer Moore. 
I'm wrapping up now, Stu. I'm taking your message. Uh, just a reminder, friends, Stu will be running a deadline day live blog all day up until 11 o'clock tonight, um, feeding all the latest news into that. So follow that on our website. Rossi will also be hosting a KOA fan mm -hmm. social from 7.30pm tonight across all our platforms, kind of potentially live breaking news maybe on there. And then also tonight, after the deadline's closed, we'll be bringing you one of our biannual post-deadline day KOA live podcast, which is always fun to record um so look out for that as well friends it's deadline day happy deadline day all roads hopefully lead to a striker coming in at Ipswich town who is going to be we don't know just yet but it'll be fun to find out follow it all with us and we'll speak to you again later tonight once the deadline has closed <laughs>